There's no place like the Cube. Family. It's your favorite queer radio personality, Anna Deshawn, and this is Queer News. Your favorite weekly news pod where race and sexuality meet politics, culture, and entertainment. This weekend, I was in Baltimore for the fifth annual Afros and Audio Podcast Festival. I am recording this podcast in Be More right now. It's like a family reunion because it's so easy to feel lonely in this space. Like, literally, I'm sitting at my computer by myself. <laughs> so conferences like these are so very necessary. We had a table spreading the word about The Cube, Queer News, Second Sunday, The Head Nod, <laughs> The Lost and Found. I mean, all of our pods, okay? I spoke on a panel on Sunday with my good sis Adele of DCP Entertainment. You know, we co-host The Head Nod together and wanted to share our learnings during this collaboration. We called our panel when two media companies collide. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And I really enjoyed sharing our learnings with our peers because I really do believe that collaboration is really the path to growth. We can grow faster together than apart. And I would love to see more collaboration in the podcasting space because we're here. We're not all queer, but we're here. <laughs> and I really think that we can do so much more together. And honestly, I just really enjoyed seeing my people. And I was so glad that my wife could join me too. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do enjoy this episode, think about joining the Q Crew. The Q Crew is our queer news community. Your recurring monthly donations help to supplement the cost of this pod, okay? Podcast hosting, editing, marketing, PR, travel, like to Afros and audio, and more. If you believe in the work we do, if you believe LGBTQ stories need to be amplified, if you love and respect how I report on the news and tell our stories, join the Q crew. A link is in the show notes. Now for the news. The city of Orlando is set to buy the Pulse nightclub property in hopes of building a memorial. Newly appointed Senator LaFonza Butler says she is not going to run for that seat. In a much-anticipated vote, India says no to same-sex marriage. And the cult classic film The Aggressives is back 25 years later. Ooh, I can't wait to see it. Now, I'll be back right after this break with the news. Let's go. If you're hearing this, it means we didn't sell this ad space. If you're hearing this, it means running ads on our podcast actually can work. You see what I did there? You see this real life example? You got an event. Do you have an organization? Do you got something you need to get the word out about? We got rates starting as low as $100. Check the link in our show notes for more information. Hello, the world. We are They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we are sisters that want to tell you about lesser known murders. Our cases are always compelling, maybe even a little scary, with just enough banter to keep it interesting. You can find us at theywillkill.com. Or anywhere you listen to podcasts. See you there. See ya. Hello. 
You are now tuned in to higher frequencies. We do this frequently. Turn your radio station to E3 for that decency. Listen to great music and the latest movement. Safe listening for anyone that's tuned in. Who you waking up to? Anna Deshaun, Q Crew and Friends. It's that real talk. Online radio with the spins. You caught up in traffic, frustrated. Just check in with E3 to shift your vibrations and get elevated. That's queer radio done right. Choose to be yourself. That's the only way to live life. And that's how it's done here. Just know y'all tuned in to the greatest. Ain't no competition. We ain't worried about the other stations. Check. Our top queer news story for this week is coming out of Orlando. After seven years, mm-hmm, seven years, the city of Orlando is preparing to vote on buying the Pulse nightclub property. They will vote to buy the property for $2 million and turn it into a memorial. Now, I'm sure y'all thinking the same thing I was thinking, like, why has it taken seven years for this to happen? So let me tell you a little bit of the story. After the tragedy took place, the owners started a nonprofit called the One Pulse Foundation. Now, over the years, it's been reported that they've tried to raise the money. And the goal was $100 million for this really large and elaborate, beautiful memorial. But they could never make it happen. They would start and they would stop. Money was secured, but then money was rescinded. All these things kept happening. The executive director of the foundation stepped down last year and stepped away from the organization altogether this year. Now the city is stepping in in hopes that it can get the memorial done sooner rather than later. The city of Orlando says it's looking to work with the victims' families to build this memorial. Now, y'all know in 2016, Pulse was the deadliest mass shooting in the history of this country. Mm-hmm. I had the honor of interviewing Brandon Wolf earlier this year about his life after Pulse, his activism, and queer life in Florida under DeSantis. So if you missed that interview, I've included a link in the show notes. Now, I do hope that the city of Orlando can build a memorial that honors all of those who lost their lives that day. We should not be allowed to forget what happened. In political news, LaFonza Butler, the senator who was appointed to fill Dianne Feinstein's seat, has announced she will not, you heard, not run for the office. She said, quote, knowing you can win a campaign doesn't mean you should run a campaign. She went on to say, I've spent the last 16 days pursuing my clarity. What kind of life I want to have, what kind of service I want to offer, and what kind of voice I want to bring forward. After considering those questions, I've decided not to run for Senate in the upcoming election. I love everything about this for her, okay, and her family. Public office is not for the faint of heart, and you really have to consider what type of life you want to lead, because it quite literally affects everyone around you. As you all know, I reported on LaFonza Butler, let me say Senator Butler, a couple of weeks ago when she was appointed by Governor Gavin Newsom. Her appointment made history, as she is the third Black woman to serve in the Senate and the first Black lesbian woman to do so. I think this is a good time for us to take a quick break, right? And when we get back, I've got some culture and entertainment news for you. So stay close. I'm Darren. And I'm Esther. And this is Second Sunday, a podcast about Black queer folk finding, keeping, and sometimes losing faith. 
This season's full of candid conversations. We're talking to theologians, artists, activists, and community members living at the intersections of faith, spirituality, and identity. The saints ain't ready for this. But we're still going to talk about it. Second Sunday starts October 4th. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Second Sunday is a Cube original podcast and is part of the PRX Big Questions Project. Hey, I'm Anna. And I'm Adele. And this is The Head Nod. Season one, Black Life at a PWI. It's an unfiltered take on Black life in predominantly white spaces. In the process, I mean, we learn some things. Ooh, especially that music, Chile. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Welcome back to the show. In political and cultural news, it's like a special combo, this one. LGBTQ advocates in India have been lobbying their high court to rule on legalizing same-sex marriage. The end goal being the same as our fight here in the States, full legal rights and protections. Well, it took two hours for them to hand down the ruling that they would not, in fact, legalize same-sex marriage. But they also did not condemn it. (laughs) I found the whole thing pretty interesting. The chief justice called queerness a, quote, natural phenomenon and told the government to make sure that the, quote, queer community is not discriminated against because of their gender identity or sexual orientation. So, wait, are they pro-LGBTQ? I mean, when I was reading the story, y'all, I was so confused. And then another justice said the right of LGBTQ couples to choose their partners was not contested and they were entitled to celebrate their commitment to each other. Quote, in whichever way they wish within the social realm, end quote. But then he went on to basically say that, quote, this does not extend the right to claim any legal entitlement to any legal status for the same union or relationship. But, well, doesn't it though? And one thing I found really interesting is that I don't think India necessarily took a step forward, of course, but it also didn't take a step back. You know, I hope the LGBTQ advocates in that country continue to fight because it doesn't feel like they are too far off from legalization. Of course, they are terribly disappointed, as they should be. And I am, too, for them. But according to a Pew survey published in June, 53 percent of people believe homosexuality should be accepted. Now, you may say, ah, 53%, that's not a lot, but that is a 38% increase from 2014. So the work they are doing is working. We just have to keep chipping away one battle at a time. And this just feels like a good time to evoke a good MLK quote, you know, reminding us that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. For our last story today, in entertainment news, I am so excited to announce that the iconic documentary, which followed four BIPOC masculine of center women in New York City during the late 90s, early 2000s, is back. This film was called The Aggressives. Do y'all remember it? I remember it like it was yesterday. But the new film is titled Beyond the Aggressives, 25 years later. The film catches up with the main characters and where their lives have gone the last 25 years. 
Family, when this film dropped in 2005, I was graduating from undergrad, you know, fresh and 21 years old, okay? (laughs) And I had just come out a few years prior. So this film was everything to me. I can't even count how many times I watched it. It was me. It was black and brown queer folks coming into their own. It was about people that looked like me, loved like me. In a film? Yo, I cannot wait to see where their lives have gone over the last 25 years. The film had its world premiere at Newfest, and the buzz is hot. Now, Newfest has been ensuring LGBTQ plus stories are seen, heard, and celebrated since 1988. The Aggressives, 25 years later, drops in theaters on November 17th. I sure hope I can organize a screening in Chicago. And hey, maybe you want to organize one in the city near you because this is definitely a must-see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, family, it's time for our word of the day because you know Anna's always got a word. The word is coming from Erica Lane, and it says, Rest is not idle, not wasteful. Sometimes rest is the most productive thing you can do for your body and soul. She ain't lying. Rest is a revolutionary act, and I want y'all to take some, okay? I'm taking some rest this week as we go into my wife's birthday week, and we're going to rest together. I have to listen to my body, and you should too. I have to take care of my mind, and you should too. Now, y'all might not be able to do it this week, but I want to challenge you to find some time for you. Choose you, because you can't give from an empty cup. Till next week, family. Peace. If you enjoyed what you heard, rate and review us inside your favorite podcasting app. This podcast is written and produced by me, Anna Deshawn. Podcast editing by Experience J of Just Listen Media. And brought to you by E3 Radio, your number one queer radio station playing queer music and reporting on queer news in high rotation.